Building your business. Welcome to this is Talking Point, and more specifically, this segment is entitled Build Your Business. And uh, once again, we will be carrying on up until nine this evening. The lines are open for questions or comments on 021. 0- 442-3530. Alternatively, you may send us an SMS to 47913. And just a reminder, very quickly, is that um, someone requested on the SMS line, do apologize for getting back so late to you, but someone requested or wanted to know about the Twanguru play. It played at 6 this evening, just a few minutes after 6. So hope that answers your question. We continue our guests. It's Brian Maudsley and uh, SA. We, after that, we will be chatting about the SA Teen Entrepreneurs. Uh, first and foremost, we want to know what motivates you. You may share your story. Send us an SMS, 47913. We'll read it out at the end of the show. If you'd like to tell us your entrepreneurial story, also email our producer, which is yusufm at vocfm.co.za. And we will try to interview you and also hear your story. This evening, do's and don'ts of establishing your brand. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Brian Maudsley. Um, what, uh, what's our focus for this evening? Is we focusing on the do's and the don'ts of establishing your brand? Yes, well, I mean, there's, there's the do's and the don'ts, which is common sense, and then there's the do's and the don'ts, which is a little bit more technical. But uh, I think we should probably start off with the, the common sense do's and don'ts. And mm-hmm. uh, I would say the, the number one do is be committed. Mm. You, know, you, you need to be committed to your business. You can't think of it as a a sideline thing, unless, of course, it is a sideline thing, in which case you must still be committed in terms of allocating the necessary time. And ultimately, if you set a target and you realize that this is going to take X number of hours per day, per week, per month, you need to be committed to do that. So that that's a big do. And obviously, the the inverse of that is don't um, overestimate the likelihood of success or underestimate how much effort as actually goes in to making a business successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want us to focus on um, getting your brand recognized as as well in in the marketplace. If we can focus on. Um, those brands, and more so, we're speaking within the context of flea marketing. Okay, well, you know, when it comes it comes to brand awareness, getting your brand known is, it's all about trust. You know, so you want people to recognize your brand as being something that they can trust that you're going to deliver the services that you say you're going to deliver. So, look, there, there's all the, the details around the coloring and the logos and the, the things like that. But really, I think we're talking a little bit more on the practical side of things that once all of that is in place, you need to make sure that you put your brand out there and it, it is synonymous with you and your product and that people recognize it as being a trustworthy brand. Hmm. That said, it's important to pick your, your pick, I don't want to say pick your battles, but pick the, the partnerships that you that you go out into the world with in terms of your suppliers and even potentially the customers that you deal with so that you do not tarnish your brand because obviously once that brand is ruined, it's ruined. Mm-hmm. Coming to your, your question around flea markets, the, the thing about a flea market 
this is from my personal experience. I've I have actually spent some time selling wares at a flea market uh, in my youth, and I can tell you that it's a great place to meet people and sort of uh, find similar-minded people that uh, are or could be potential partners in the future. It's a tough slog. I mean, flea markets is not an easy way of, of making money, and the unfortunate thing is it's quite inconsistent. Mm. You know, a lot of the, and in fact, somebody I spoke to who called in from one of my earlier, uh, one of the earlier shows I did on, on Voice of the Cape was a gentleman who created jewelry. Mm. And he said from one week to the next, it was quite difficult to guarantee the, the inflow of money. And he generally used the flea market as a place to get his brand out there so that he could potentially walk into a jewelry shop where people would know him or people may have asked for his jewelry in the past. So you can use flea markets as a great platform to launch into a more formal sector in the, the retail market. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's obviously it's a very competitive sector as well. I mean, generally the informal sector, highly competitive. Um, is there anything that you know that that these entrepreneurs can just to just to stand out? Well, I suppose it comes down to to quality. You know, mm. if you are going to be producing something yourself, you need to ensure that you are able to produce a relatively high quality product, so that people then recognize that as being a good uh, quality product. The other thing is, well, if you're not necessarily um, producing a product, but you are selling other products that you would perhaps buy on wholesale, it's a good idea to ensure that you have a consistent supply of those products. And I mean, the the one thing that I often visit the, the Musenberg market, and I go to the exact same store every single time when I go to buy certain toiletries. Now, the reason I do that is he's always stocked with the products that I want, and his pricing is the best on the market. And there are other vendors that sell the exact same product, yet their prices are higher. And we've now built up a relationship so much so that when he sees me walking there, he starts putting certain items in a bag because he knows they are the items that I'm going for. So I think it comes down to ensuring that you have a good supply of your product, you are priced competitively, and then you start building a relationship with your consistent customers, much like you would in any retail outlet. Mm. So we can comfortably say, Brian, that uh, there's no becoming rich overnight in this industry. (laughs) (laughs) There's no becoming rich overnight in any industry unless you you call playing the lottery uh, an industry. And let me tell you, easy come, easy go. Mm Mm-hmm. There is nothing that uh, um, you can gain overnight, in my opinion, that will get you rich. It's hard work, and I, and I have a lot of respect for people who work in flea markets because there is, it's a constant slog. I mean, the Musenberg market is on Sunday. There's, there's other markets around the city that people move their store, they pack up, they're there first thing in the morning. It's a long day. It's a tough line of work to be in. Yet I would imagine that there is a fair amount of... Um, trade done at any one of these markets and if you are able to stand out by the 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 way of ensuring you give good quality products good pricing and are always stocked you probably can make some reasonable income Mm -hmm. definitely Um, brian 
give our entrepreneurs, if, if you may, um, give them some, uh, because sometimes they become demoralized and, and they become despondent, you know, especially if they're standing once or twice a week and they're trying to sell their goods or any manufactured products. Um, just give, give them some motivation. Okay. The, the best thing to do is to remember that nothing in life worth having comes easy. So if you are struggling, so long as you're sticking to your objective, you have to believe that things will come right. I personally believe that through hard work, you can achieve anything you want, obviously if you're working towards a plan. So as a little bit of, a, of advice for anybody that is an entrepreneur out there, there are going to be hard times, but if you're working to a plan, you are going to be successful. You have to believe that you'll be successful, and you will be. And a little bit of hard work is not necessarily a bad thing. But again, so long as you're working towards the plan and the belief that you will be successful. And I believe that that, that is the key. Mm-hmm. Very importantly. And uh, obviously, um, it comes now also, or, or rather, we're approaching the uh, the festive season. And, and, and this is usually a time when everyone, they try out and, and, and they attempt to sell various uh, products and, and so on. And obviously, sometimes it's your first time person that is uh, your first time entrepreneur that only want to use utilize this, this time of the year for business. Um, any advice to them as well? Well, it seems like it is a societal, I don't even know if that's the correct term, but it seems society towards the end of the year tends to be a little bit less frugal. They tend to, end of year is coming, obviously certain, certain people who believe Christmas is uh, important, this is a time where a lot of people are generally spending more money. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely a, a time to get any of your wares out there and make sure that you do stand out so that you can, I don't mean to be harsh, but take advantage of the festive season because mm-hmm. people are more inclined to spend money around that time. And if you are providing a product or service, might as well capitalize on this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and. You know, sometimes also getting to, into a market and sometimes the market is saturated and, and flooded. You know, to, to let a person know that, you know, when it's your time to step out of the game, then, then step out or change your product. How should, especially with uh, entrepreneurs, um, to identify these markets? Well, I suppose it comes down to the, the same as it would be if you were going into any new venture, is do the research. If you are in a venture already and you just feel that it is stagnating or you've plateaued and you're not necessarily seeing a growth in your business, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do some additional research to find out either if you're doing something wrong, if you're providing a product that nobody wants or less people want than perhaps when you started the business. So it comes down to doing a little bit of research and be objective. You know, just because it's your business doesn't mean it guaranteed is going to work. Mm. Have a look at what other people are doing and see if, in fact, what you're doing is worth continuing. Because sometimes giving up a business is not necessarily giving up. It's making a good decision and going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, for flea market, would you, would you think that, that a business plan would, would be, you know, as if you're going to a micro or macro, would it still be required even a, a business plan for a, a business of this nature, flea market? Well, 
perhaps not not to the degree that you would if you were going into into a more technical type of, or, or IT or sort of a brick and mortar type business because of the fact that it is an extremely fluid type environment. But I do believe a plan is critical. You know, you, you want to have some sort of structure around how you're going to purchase your products, transport them, what markup you're going to put on them, how you're going to market the, them at the actual store, and obviously the the details around the logistics in terms of getting permission to be at each of the different um, flea markets. That all can be included in a plan of of sorts. The full fully fledged business plan where you work out financials two to three years ahead, I do feel that that might be a little bit of of an overkill. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would necessarily need to go to that extent. But that said, if this is your livelihood and how you generate your income to put food on the table and, and feed your family, having a plan isn't such a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, once again, just want to share, um, if we may uh, share Brian's details with our listeners, you can email Brian at uh, Brian Maudsley, and the surname is uh, M-A-W-D-S-L-E-Y. So it's Brian at Brian Maudsley as one word, surname and uh, name and surname as one word, .co.za. Once again, Brian at Brian Maudsley .co.za. Or you can SMS or WhatsApp him on 748 Five four six five zero seven, or you may follow him or or uh, fo- poke him on Twitter as well, and that's at Brian Maudsley. Once again, his number is oh seven four eight five four six five zero seven. Um, just your words of uh, we have approximately two minutes left, uh, Brian, if you may. Um, just last minute advice as well for our uh, for our entrepreneurs. I may have given this advice in the past, but it's the one thing that is probably the most fundamental quote I have ever heard. You can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. So if you are in business and you are going to be providing products or services that other people need, you'll eventually get what you need. Mm-hmm. Well, powerful. Thanks uh, so much for, for joining us this evening, Brian Wardsley. Thanks very much uh, for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with our listeners and also for our entrepreneurs. It's an absolute pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thanks Thank so you. much. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.